0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Southern Housing Group podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, and we are back with a brand new series. Each year, we choose a group of charities that we want to support for the year. And over the next few episodes, we'll be speaking to members of those charities to find out a bit more about them, the work they do, and also how we can help. The charity we're going to look at today is Pilgrim Hospices, who provide free palliative care to people in East Kent. And I spoke to Kate Duddle to find out more. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So Kate, can you tell us a bit about what your role entails?
1: So uh, my role at Pilgrims Hospices is I work in the fundraising team um, and um, I look after community, corporate events and trust fundraising.
0: And how did the charity get its name?
1: The charity actually started when one village nurse um, realised that there wasn't really a structured approach to end-of-life care in East Kent. Um, So 39 years ago she set up Pilgrims Hospices. Um, We are in East Kent, which is where the name obviously Pilgrims comes from, um, and we are three hospices based in Canterbury, Thanet and Ashford. So a little bit about our history. Um, Pilgrims started 39 years ago, so next year is our big 40th year. Um, The first hospice was the Canterbury Hospice, which remains our head office. Um, And uh, after that we opened our Thanet hospice, which is based in Margate in 1993 and then in 2001 we opened our Ashford hospice. One really unique thing about pilgrims hospices is that we are the only hospice in England that has three adult inpatient units. Um, so that makes us really unique in terms of our scale and our size. So although we may only care for half a county, whereas you do have some big hospices up the nor- up in the North Lancashire etc. Who care for larger patches, in terms of the people that we care for, the, obviously the community is that our catchment area is smaller, but obviously the population is much more dense in our area. Um, so yes, we're very unique in that way. Um, we're very unique how we started. Um, so our, it was on a nurse, Anne Robertson, who is still with us today and is still our president, who realised um, there wasn't enough st- structured support, let's say, for people at the end of life. So that's where she started the fundraising appeal for the Canterbury Hospice. And now 40 years, 39, 40 years later, um, she's still around. She's still our president and she's still helping the hospice um, in terms of its legacy. So, yes, um, incredible journey, incredible story of how such a big operation um, came about.
0: Fantastic. And can you tell us, Kate, the main aim of Pilgrim Hospices?
1: The main aim of the hospice is to deliver compassionate end of life care to the people who need it in our East Kent community. Uh, We look after 2,500 people each year.
0: And who specifically benefits from the work that the charity does?
1: Well, the whole community. So at any point, if someone does need our care, so um, they can be referred in via GPs. um, And then we obviously, as a charity, support their well-being at the end of life.
0: And Kate, what's the biggest challenge that's facing the charity right now?
1: Well, um, that's not really a hard question to answer, given that we are still within a pandemic. Um, So obviously the last 18 months have been incredibly hard for the hospice. Uh, We've had to pause all of our fundraising. We had to close our 32 retail shops. Um, So it really has been quite challenging in, in terms of being able to generate income. Um, however, we're doing very well. We launched um, our Still Here, Still Caring appeal. Um, and obviously, the future is looking positive. So, fingers crossed, um, the future remains very positive for the charity and the people of East Kent as we move forwards.
0: On a weekly, monthly, or annual basis, how much does it take to run the charity?
1: The charity costs £40 million a year to run, and we have to fundraise £11 million of that. We get 20% of our funding from the NHS. So as you can imagine, <laughs> 11 million to raise is quite a task. Um, and we do that from our fundraising events, um, our retail shops, we have legacies, lottery, um, and obviously general donations from members of the public. So yes, in terms of how much it costs to run. Um, so for example, um, running the inpatient unit, so that's the three units in Canterbury, Ashford, and Thanet costs twenty-two thousand 22,200 per 24 hours. So if you equate that, that's one hundred and fifty-five thousand per week, and six hundred and twenty-one thousand per month, and that's just the inpatient units. We also have community care teams, obviously other services, well-being services. So yes, it's it's quite a task um, to raise quite so much money each year.
0: Is there a piece of equipment that you necessarily need the most to do the work that you guys do?
1: Well, one of the, probably one of the most important pieces of equipment is a bed. So we use high and low bed frames. So they're flexible in terms that you can obviously remove the sides. You can obviously adjust the settings depending on the patient's needs. Um, So one of them costs 2,500 per bed frame. That's not including the mattress. So we have 12 beds on each of our inpatient units. So as you can imagine, we do have have a need for beds. um, And obviously we do have a replacement program. So that ongoing need is really important. So yes, in terms of what we would love is beds. That's where your funding could really help. Or another example is um, it costs £270 to um, fund all the medicine on one of our inpatient units per day. So that equated means 98,000 just for medicine on the inpatient units. That's not including the community teams as well. So it's, yes, together, those two are vitally important to the patients.
0: And what does it mean to have companies like Southern Housing Group choose your charity to support?
1: It's incredible. We couldn't do it without our community supporting us. Um, we're there for the community and it's fantastic that businesses such as yourselves help community, help the hospices to run and be, and be there to, for the next person that needs our clinical care and support.
0: Kate, what would you like our colleagues to think about during this year of fundraising for Pilgrim Hospices?
1: Well, I think compared to other years, let's say a normal year when we've not had a pandemic, obviously this year, every single penny is so much more important Um, to make up for that shortfall. um, We have done very well. Let me reiterate and reassure everyone. But at the same time, obviously, it's not where it normally was. Um, So every penny that is raised through your fundraising activities is so, so important. um, And it will help us support 2,500 people each year. And I can also tell you that in a normal year, we would actually welcome 45,000 friends, family, and loved ones into the hospices. Obviously, given the current circumstances, we can't do that. Um, But the volume of people that this would be helping is quite staggering for um, the East Kent community.
0: Fantastic, Kate. Thank you so much for sharing the information today and joining us on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you ever so much for having me and we really appreciate your support.
0: Thanks again to Kate for joining me on the show today. It was great to hear insight into the work that Pilgrim Hospices do. Their website is linked below in case you want to check them out. And in the next episode, we'll be taking a look at our second charity, Dandelion Time. So stay tuned for that.